Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. Our podcast is presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cap Region YP. My name is Lindsay Isinger, the co chair for the Communications Committee for the Capital Region Young Professionals Network. This month, we are delighted to celebrate National Mentorship Month on the podcast, so I would like to welcome Dr. Tom Denham, who is a career counselor and motivational speaker with Careers in Transition. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, and uh, thank you for having me on today. Yeah, we're, we're so happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, National Mentorship Month, you have tons of experience being a mentor, um, but, you know, kind of want to start out and just have us tell you a little bit yourself about yourself and what your current role is and, and kind of how you got there. Okay, sure. Uh, I was I was born in Albany. I grew up in Del Mar, went to Bethlehem Central, and then I did my undergraduate work in economics at St. Lawrence University. I had a very brief career in banking. Uh, however, I did some self-assessment at that time, and I thought to myself, when was the time I was the happiest? And it was when I was in college. So I moved to Boston. I started working at Harvard University, and I spent three years there in the career services office. And I think what I liked best about that job was uh, helping people. I did have uh, two uh, exceptional mentors when I was there, uh, Bell Brett and Kevin Harrington. And they really uh, nurtured me and helped me on my career development journey. I went to Boston University, got my master's in education, and then I came back to the uh, capital region where I was the associate director of the Union College uh, Career Center. And then I went on to Siena to be the uh, director for eight years. And along the way, I started a private practice and ran that for 10 years part-time. And now I've been in full-time private practice, helping people in the community for 16 years. Uh, in my personal life, I do have an addiction to danger. I, I rock climb, I ice climb, I do high altitude mountaineering, and uh, I love triathlons. So we're going to come back to triathlons uh, in a little bit. And most importantly, I have a rescue dog. His name is Tango, and you can follow him on Facebook at Tango the Adventure Dog. I would really appreciate it if you'd like his page. He has 300 followers. Oh my goodness. Well, I know what I will be doing right when we hang up this Zoom. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Also fellow econ major here. I uh, got my- I'm sorry econ. to hear that. <laughs> I, I loved it. Hey, I, you know, kind of relate. Uh, I went to Siena and had a great academic mentor there who happened to be an econ professor. So that's kind of how I chose that path, but now I'm in marketing. Good. So, you know- <laughs> That's right. I, you know, it's, it's interesting how you start off in economics and then you become a career counselor for 30 years. I actually- volunteered in my career center when I was an undergraduate. And one of the things that I liked most was one, exploring various career options, and then two, just helping people. And actually, when I was growing up, when I was a kid, there's a book uh, written by Richard Scarry called What Do People Do All Day? And so that had heavy influence on me. I had no idea I'd be a career counselor for 30 years as a result of the book. Awesome. Um, changing gears here a little bit, I know that you are a favorite of the Capital Region Chambers Mentorship Program. How did you get involved and, and how long have you been a part of it? I've been a part of it for 16 years. My first year, I had a mentor, uh, Joe Richardson, who is uh, well known in the Capital Region. And then after that, 
I thought, well, why don't why don't I give back? My undergraduate degree and my doctoral degree uh, are both in education, so I'm kind of like hardwired for teaching and and mentoring. And uh, I've had really good mentors uh, over the years, and I've had really good mentees. I've had a lot of people help me get into business and bounce ideas off of. And now I'm just at that point where. Um, you, you want to give back. Um, I'm slightly older than you. And you, when you get to my age, uh, making a difference is, is very important. And I think the mentorship program in the chamber is the best part of the chamber, aside from the fact that I get my dental insurance from the chamber. <laughs> always, always a good benefit there. Um, you know, I know we talked about you've had you've written a lot of articles about mentoring and, and all that stuff. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give your mentees? I, I think the one piece of advice, uh, it comes from Rotary and there's a saying called service over self. And also there's another concept called givers get. So if you want to get you have you have to give. And one of the things that I didn't have growing up was formal mentorship programs. And uh, I happen to be a big defender of millennials. Most of my friends are millennials because they're rock climbers uh, and they care nothing about how ancient I am in, in age. And I just know millennials love mentorship. They love to be taught. They love, uh, they're just extremely um, open-minded. And we didn't have that growing up. We didn't have any kind of formal program. So uh, service over self and, and givers get as you go through the, your career, the more you give, the more you get. Yeah, that's great. I know, I think speaking as a millennial myself, I don't know if it's it's just me or our generation. I, I definitely crave like that type of connection, I think is what's huge and being able to connect with somebody on a professional level, but also a personal level. I feel like just takes that relationship you know, and makes yeah. it even more beneficial both ways. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, uh, I'm a member of the, the edge and half moon. They, they call me the mayor there. Cause I'm always there all the time. And I want to make sure people are, are welcomed and, uh, enjoy climbing. And, um, I have taught informally probably two dozen people how to, um, rock climb and probably at least uh, 20 people how to ice climb. So I'll, I'll see people at the gym and, you know, maybe they're millennials and they're new and I just bring them into the fold and, you know, take them outdoor climbing. And all they want to do is, is learn and grow and develop. So whatever I do in my professional life, it, it translates into my personal life too, which is, which is wonderful. I can't get the inner educator out of me. <laughs> not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing. Um, I know you mentioned a couple memorable mentors, mentors in your life. Was there any advice that they gave you that sticks out? You know, it's, it, that's, that's interesting. I, I have no idea, but one <laughs> of the things that, um, as I think the most important thing is that they were role models. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't remember a damn thing that Bell, Bell Brett or uh, Kevin Harrington said, but I just looked to them uh, as role models and how they carried themselves, especially under stress, but how devoted they were to the students at Harvard. And I try to just be so client centered. If I take care of my clients, they, they, they take care of me. Um, and um, I try to see myself as a role model. And quite frankly, there's no days off for role models. And role modeling happens when nobody's looking. Yeah. I also 
totally neglected that I, uh, to tell you that I have a millennial daughter, Rachel. And so I try to be a role model uh, to her. So it's, it, you can't be a role model to uh, a mentee and then, you know, drive up and down the North way, giving the finger to somebody, it, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, it's, it's a complete contradiction. So whatever I do in my professional life, I, I try to do in my personal life, but um, I am certainly not perfect. And you can ask my dog that. <laughs> I know that, well, just kind of what you were saying reminds me of, you know, people won't necessarily remember what you do or say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I think that that kind of speaks to what you were saying about your role models is like, you can't remember exactly what your mentors told you, but you remember the example they set and I'm sure how they made you feel. And, and yeah, I think absolutely. I'll give you one more uh, rock climbing example. I was at the gym one time and um, my friend Kathleen had just completed this route and she, it was a diff- very difficult route. And I really wasn't in the mood to like really push it that day. And, and she was there and I, you know, I congratulated her. And then she said, you should get up there and do it. And I was like, I don't really feel it. And then she just, she, she confronted me and she's like, you're my role model, get your ass up there. And I, I was, I was held totally accountable to that. And of course I, I, I got up there cause there's no days off for role models. So, um, you know, that's, that's an example of, of where you have to, you have to be a leader as, as a, as a mentor. Yeah, definitely. So I know we've kind of talked about like what you think makes a good mentor. Um, you know, are there any other qualities that you would advise our listeners to look for in mentors? Um, you know, is it really just that being a good role model, no days off, anything to add to that? Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I like about a good mentor is they have a balance between uh, listening and talking. So I, I have a mentee right now, and we've actually met Prior to the kickoff of the program, we have another meeting by the end of the month. We'll probably have a third meeting before the kickoff, and and we're just very engaged. And the first thing I do is I listen. I suspend my own agenda. I don't give a lot of advice. I want to see where the mentee is at with things, and I'm going to listen very intently. And I'm I actually create a file and take notes, uh, and I want to know. Um, you know, where I can help them the most. I'll also ask at the beginning of the program, what would, what are three things that you'd like to get most out of the program? And I'll write those things down. And sometimes the mentee will say, you know, Dr. Tom, what would you like to get out of the program? And my three responses are rock climbing, rock climbing, rock climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you usually get rock climbing out of the program? I have taken two uh, of my mentees rock climbing. It's not, certainly not a requirement. And we've only had one hospital visit. It's, it's been fine. All right. So you're, you're yeah. one for two. All right. Yeah. One for two. Yes. Yes. He's still talking to me. Good. Good. Um, yeah. So I know we kind of jumped back to the mentorship program and I know you mentioned that was something that wasn't really available to you when you were maybe the same age of, of a lot of the mentees, but what else is it about the program that keeps you coming back? Um, I think it's, uh, the ability to make a difference. I think as you go through the life cycle, money becomes less important 
and meaning becomes more important. Uh, you know, as a career counselor in private practice, I don't have a lot of people coming in in their 50s saying, I, you know, I just want to make tons of money. People want to make enough money to pay their bills and save for retirement, but they want to do work that's significant. And the mentorship program is just an extension of the work that I do. It's for me as a career counselor, I just, I do mentoring all the time. I'm mentoring clients to, to better performance and, and focus and direction. And so for me, it's just an extension. It's a, it's a piece of cake, uh, but not all mentors, you know, know how to do this. Uh, so one of the pieces of advice I give both to mentors and mentees is they've got to engage, engage, engage. Those are the three rules. So for example, um, my mentee, we, we, you know, we got, we got an email from, from Brandy said, this is your match. I took the initiative and reached out because in this relationship, there's one leader and one follower. So I take the initiative. I didn't wait until after the kickoff program. I took the initiative. We got a, um, a date and time on the calendar. We had a very nice Zoom meeting. I've given him some, uh, some career tests. I'm gonna help him with his resume. We're gonna talk about goal setting for the next year. And then after that session, I didn't say, oh, okay, call me whenever. No, we got another date and time on the calendar. If you don't get another date and time and calendar, you know, oh, it's the holidays. Now it's after the holidays. Now it's winter. Oh, I need, I know I, know I need to call that person, blah, 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 blah. Oh, squirrel, bling. You know, you, 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 oh, what's that over there? You know, I, I didn't do my Christmas. And then all of a sudden it's the middle of March and you haven't done anything. And now you feel bad about mm -hmm. it. So I'm, I'm, you know, and if, if the mentee cancels, when they cancel, I give dates and times. So I'm fully invested in the program. I'm gonna get if I give. Yeah. That's what that's what you know. If I, I, I just take the program seriously. I mean, I have this mentee's. You know, I can plant seeds into this mentee for their professional and 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 personal growth. Really, what I'm trying to get is uh, a, a invitation to their wedding long term. Or, you know, what, maybe one of my mentees will name their child after me. That's, that's the end goal. That's yeah, the there you go. And, and some rock climbing, maybe. Always. <laughs> well, that's great. I think that proactivity that you were talking about there, it, it seems like little steps, right? Like, oh, actually setting a calendar date, giving times if somebody has to cancel. But I think that that's really important just to small steps that you can take to just make sure that you stay on track. So that's right. awesome. That kind of uh, speaks to my last question about making the most out of out of that relationship. But are there any other tips um, for for making the most out of a mentor mentee pairing? Mm. I uh, I think you you get to my stage in life and um, you go from being smart to being wise. Um, I know, definitely know I'm not smart because I've learned that there are far too many people that know how to do specialized things that I don't do. And you start farming that thing out when you're in your twenties, you just try to, you know, be a subject matter expert in everything. And when you get to my stage, you want to download all your mistakes and information uh, to the next generation, so you don't have to make uh, some of some of the mistakes. Um, you know, a mentor does want to talk about themselves. They so you have to engage. Um, you have to ask questions, both personal and professional. You don't have to get into, you know, too many intimate questions. But we we do want to know that 
you know, you're engaged and you want, you want to learn on a personal and professional level too. So one of the things that I do with my clients is, or my, my mentees is, you know, we talk about professional growth, but I want to know what you do outside of work. You know, are you just working and coming home and you're not exercising and you don't have hobbies and you don't have time to call your friends and you're not reading any books and you're not doing any philanthropy. Whoops. Okay. So that, that's out of balance there. So let's talk about some of the goals uh, that you want to do in your personal life. And at this time of the year, this is a perfect opportunity to be setting your personal and professional goals because it's the new year. Uh, the other thing I advise people is if it's not written, it's not real. People talk about their goals. They talk about things that they'd like to do at work. Oh, wow, there's a squirrel over there and I didn't get my Christmas shopping done and I got to go to CVS and the bank and the post office. You know, you, everything just, you know, people live chaotic lives. Most people's lives are reactive versus proactive. So I encourage people to write down their goals and whether it's a client or a mentee, they typically send it to me and we can review them. But if, if it's not written, it's going to be April and you're just going to be, you know, treading water. So that's one of the things I want to prevent with my mentees is that they have a proactive life versus being reactive all the time. That's great. Um, I know that we are running a little short on time, but I just wanted to ask, I think my last question would be is like, who do you work with at Careers in Transition? And, oh, and yeah. Can I have a shameless plug? Absolutely. For my plug away. Well, yeah. You know, I'm kind of like a dentist where everyone has teeth, but I'm like the only dentist in the largest county in New York state and everyone has to travel to me. So, you know, pretty much if you're between 18 years old and 78 years old, uh, you have teeth and they need a cleaning. So I'm a career counselor generalist. I don't specialize in anything. But uh, people will come to me and they, they want an internship. They're a new college graduate and they're looking for their first job. Perhaps they haven't ever revised their resume. They don't even have a resume. They need help with cover letters. They need help with interview skills. Probably some clients come and they want to apply to graduate school. Most of my clients are mid-career, mid-life, and they have no idea what they want to be when they grow up. So I, I run them through a five to seven week program that starts with self-assessment. Then you move into career exploration. Then you move into action plan. I help with resumes, cover letters, interview skills, also uh, with LinkedIn. So if you have a career problem, I, you, you should sit down with a, a, a career counselor. I tell people where you go in life is up to you. And, but you don't have to do this alone. I think, you know, you go to college, you get a piece of paper, you get a nice uh, uh, a hat and a gown, and then they say, figure it out. Then you turn 28 and you're like, okay, now what am I supposed to do? And so maybe you have a significant other and you turn to them for advice and encouragement and they don't even know what they're doing. So you're trying to do this on your own. So there is somebody here in the capital region that will help Dr. Tom Denham. Uh, there are very few of me in the capital region. And that's the, the one fear that one professional fear that I have is, you know, someday long into the future, I'm going to close up shop. Where do people go um, uh, for help? So, so hopefully somebody will come up through the ranks. Yeah, that's great. And where can um, our listeners find more information? Sure. Uh, my website is careers in transition, LLC.com careers in transition llc.com they can also find me at dr tom denham d-e-n-h-a-m dot com dr tom denham dot com and i approve of this message and i'm solely responsible for the content of its advertising
There you go. Well, thank you so much. And we'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll be sure to include that, um, your website as well in the thank podcast you. description. Dr. Denham, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been great. Uh, and to all of our listeners, you can be sure to listen to our next episode on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cap Region YP presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. The sponsors for the Young Professionals Network are Berkshire Bank, Ellis Medicine, TransFinder, UHY, and MVP. You can hear our community speaker segment on the first Wednesday of the month and our YP of the month segment on the third Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Capital Region YPN.